dare great things for Christ. Christ calls us to dare great things. In the marketplace, as well as in the mission field, there has never been a time like the present for the spirit of the Catholic entrepreneur. Now is the time for men and women of great courage and great vision to engage our church and our culture. Now is the time to dare great things. And here is your host as we dare great things, Father Nathan Cromley, the president and founder of the St. John Institute. Last week, Dare Great Things crossed a milestone. We issued our 201st episode. Our past episodes have been an amazing journey through stories and documents and lives of the saints that have inspired us. I'm really excited to be able to start something new now. Starting with episode 202, we'll begin to present the St. John Leadership Network's own proper teaching about leadership. We call it Audeo, and I'm honored to share it with you. In today's episode, I give an overview of this unique Catholic take on leadership. You know, for several years now, I've been working as a priest trying to inspire Catholics to lead and inspire them with the importance of leadership in the world. And one of the things that's most surprised me about my work is that many people actually resist the notion that leadership is a part of our faith. They seem to think that leadership is something that business people do, that soldiers do, but it's not something that moms do or dads do or that Christians simply do. Sometimes I even meet with reticence from people to accept the sense of the call to dare great things for Christ as a part of their faith. They, they actually say, well, actually faith isn't about doing great things. Faith is about doing little things, they'll say, you know, and, and <laughs> it's amazing to me anyway, because it seems so evident that faith and leadership go hand in hand to me. So let me explain to you why. And it goes like this. Faith always is impactful. Faith changes the human heart and with, by giving it the light of God so that all the decisions that we make out of faith are made in a way that is directed by God and is able to bring his influence into the world. Well, so saying this sounds wonderful, but that means that everything that faith will do in our life will make us impactful in the lives of other people. That our culture, the cultures that are under our domain, that is our family, our workspace, our teams that we work on, the cities that we live in, these will not remain unaffected by the lives of Christians because faith gets translated into actions by choices that Christians make, okay? So if faith influences you and you influence the world, then faith influences the world through you. You see how this works? And so the call by the church to be evangelizers and the summons by Christ to spread his gospel, for example, to all the nations of the earth is not reserved to, to just a few people who are called apostles. It actually is the work of every single Christian, whom Christ refers to, by the way, as salt, uh, salt of the earth and of light for the world. And he says, I don't let it light uh, a, a candle in order to put it underneath a bushel basket. I didn't light your soul on fire with grace in order for you to tell me that you don't have any impact in the world. And, I, and the more I meditated on that and contemplated that in my own thoughts, the more obvious that it came to me that there's a parallel between God's transformation of a human soul 
into a saint and the growth of the same human person into leadership. I put it this way. Saints are, have a density about them, a density to their character, a kind of solidity to who they are that makes them free with respect to the world and the opinions of other people. They, they are leaders by the very fact that they are following a call that is greater than anything in the world. And the more that we follow Christ, the more that we lead the world around us. In other words, I'm not taking my dictates for what I think or how I act from the social cues or the social norms of the people around me. I'm taking my dictates for my actions and the influences of my choices from the love of Jesus Christ that is for me. And that means that the, my actions and my choices here in this world and in my culture and on my team and with the people that I manage and in my workspace and with my children and with my husband or with my wife, all of these decisions will flow in the light of the faith that I have and will transform those various cultures by that same light of faith into an impact for Christ. This is what leadership is. So the more that I become holy, the more that at the same time, I'll become a leader. Now you could say, well, not me. I'm just called to be a mom or I'm just called to be, you know, cooking somewhere or I'm called to be a nun somewhere. And I just kind of smile because I think who was the most impactful human being outside of Jesus Christ? Wasn't it a mom? who spent a lot of time cooking <laughs> and is the model of all nuns. <laughs> you see, I'm not saying that that is the Virgin Mary, right? I'm not making the claim that a Christian has to be in the power positions of the world. I'm making the claim that there's no more powerful position in the world than that of a Christian. Christians are supposed to lead the world because we live lives that come from heaven. Now, I'm looking at some of you, and, I, and you look surprised, right? And I, and I can say, as a priest, I meet this all the time. People get surprised when they hear us talking like this. And, and I think that that's too bad. I mean, when Jesus wanted to save the world, everyone, he did it by founding a church. And you know what the church is? It's a collection of Christians, all right? So that means that if we aren't doing our job, Christ isn't saving the world through us. Now, it, it, being a Christian, in other words, is not a small thing. It's not inconsequential. It's designed for impact. And, and yet, at the same time, I have so many uh, good Christians that tell me that they don't see the link between faith and business. And I just kind of smile, and I'm like, you know what the link between faith and business is? They say, what? I say, you. <laughs> faith transforms you. You transform your business. And when you transform your business, having been transformed by faith, then faith is transforming your business. It's really very simple. We look at ourselves, though, as if our lives didn't have an impact and as if we weren't called to be the leaders that we actually are called to be in every aspect of our life. I think every human being, in other words, is called into leadership because every human being is called into freedom. And when a human being is free and responsible for their own actions, their actions impact the world around them. So it's not a question of confusing leadership with power because obviously only one person could be in charge at a time, right? Leadership isn't about power. Leadership is about freedom. A free person who owns their actions is responsible for their life, might be someone who is an excellent follower of other people. Okay. Might be someone who is a great teammate, someone who plays a supportive role. I think actually that the greatest supporters and the greatest teammates 
are people who have a real profound sense of their, the impact that they're following and that their support has upon the people whom they're following and supporting, meaning that they're leaders in the sense that they claim their role from the inside and they fill it with the intentionality and the freedom that comes from their heart. So on the outside, our roles might be different. Some might be bosses and owners of companies. Other people might be manual laborers. Other people might be moms, other people. But every person is called to look at the actions of their life and the responsibilities that are before them as the very place where they give the gift of themselves to the world. I give myself to you and to the world and to God in the time and place of my every single day and my every single choice. And when I do that, I own those choices and those activities from the inside. And they, they're transformed not only by me, but those actions then transform the world. They impact the way that we, we have a conversation, the way that people feel about themselves when they meet me, the way that people feel about themselves when they live in the house that I've decorated, whatever it is, whatever world that we've, we've, we've influenced, we influence it by filling it with intentionality and a free spirit. And you know what? That's exactly the tool that God uses to then influence the world with his power and with his impact. In other words, God will lead our world through the leaders whom he has asked to be his instruments in it. And those leaders are Christians in every time and in every place. Are you a young adult between the ages of 23 and 35 and wondering what God is calling you to do next? Do you have a desire or vision that you just can't seem to complete? Then come to the Rise Above Retreat, October 30th through November 5th in Denver. For more information, visit www.daregreatthings.org slash rise above. So I was saying that as a priest, I, I do a lot of work, right? Trying to bring the Christian faith and the belief in Jesus Christ, bring that out in a forefront as a summons to have people choose to lead. And I just think if we have this mentality today, which says that Christianity is something that's private it's kind of a quiet little thing that I use in order to make myself feel good. It's a memory of my grandmother, my grandfather, somewhere deep down in my heart. I believe in a God, so to speak, but I never talk to him. My faith is personal, meaning private. But let's be real honest, guys. When faith is private, then atheism becomes public, right? Something is filling the void of our culture and the cultures of our workplaces and that, that Christians are supposed to fill. I mean, Jesus didn't baptize us and send us into the world in order to be neutral. He actually says, what would happen if the salt lost its taste? He said it would be good for nothing except being to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Later on in the gospel, Jesus says that if we do not produce fruit, then we're worth nothing except to be cut off, gathered together, cast in the fire and burned. And you're like, my goodness, that's pretty strong, Jesus. Well, it is strong. And he's expecting his church to bear his fruit in the world. And that means that if he's going to guide our world to its ultimate consummation, meaning be the king, be the leader of this world, well, he needs Christians to stop being neutral about the culture that's around them and the culture for which they are responsible. If I'm a manager in a workplace or if I'm an owner of a business, 
If, if I have any kind of leadership role in a business or on a team or in some sort of cultural community of a, of a, of a city or of, of an organization of whatever, whatever kind it is, I'm there as God's instrument. And, and I'm not, I, it's not a question of imposing your faith on people, not at all. But it is a question of obeying the values of Jesus Christ and seeing to it that his values are made present there in that culture. And, and instead of some other kind of values that come in, the values of personal freedom, of dignity, of honor, of respect, of compassion, of putting the human being first over and above the economic stressors that can dominate the world of work. Right? All, all these different things. And we could talk about them through a blue in the face. But I want to make a real simple point for all of you. And that is that your faith is as real as you. If I'm going to make my faith really be impactful, I've got to agree to be impactful myself. This is what I call the one-inch gap. The one-inch gap. Meaning that the, the many, many miles that we have to cross in our lifetime actually begin by us choosing to move a single inch. And that single inch is moving from being passive, still, and inconsequential to deciding to make an impact by bringing a solution to the problems that are in front of us. And that one-inch gap is, is, is around every aspect of our life. Leadership is the question, essentially, of moving into responsible action, actions that I own. Right? We see this in our kids when they refuse to own what they're doing. But, but as soon as they own it, then suddenly their identity is impressed upon the world around them through it. Like the dad who teaches his son that every job he does should be a job he's willing to put his name behind, right? It's kind of this old-fashioned way of speaking, but it's, it's unfortunate that it's old-fashioned because honestly, it's what we all need to hear. That what I do reflects who I am. The way that I sign my name, the way that I dress myself, the way that I, I, I decorate my home is all a reflection of something somehow it, within myself. And so if I choose to own anything, I will bring my identity, meaning my freedom, my love, the greatness of my character to bear on the world around me. And maybe that's why a lot of people are afraid of leadership because they don't really like themselves to begin with. Well, there's a lot of healing that needs to take place in there. And, and there's a lot of reasons why we don't pass into action. But the moment that we do, and the moment that we conscientiously make a decision and a choice to bring a change about in the world around us is the moment that God can use us intentionally and purposefully to work out his great designs. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking. You're saying, God can do anything. He, he can use me even if I don't know that he's using me. He can use me even if I don't want to be used. He's always right and he always works out his plan. And that's true. God knows everything and he does that. But he asks us to cooperate with him. He wants us to follow him and to place ourselves at his service by placing our gifts at his disposal. And this exact subjection and submission of a human being to God is the place of leadership. In other words, I, when I submit myself to God and I surrender my life to him to let him do with me what he wants, I become an owner and responsible of my actions at a very profound level. I mean, now I'm acting for God, right? 
I'm acting in obeying God. I'm loving God. Everything that I do suddenly is imbued with a very deep sense of purpose. I don't think it's a deeper sense of purpose, right? Because I, the most ultimate principle and being in the universe, it has asked me to do this, this task. And so I need to do my best, my utmost for his highest. And doing my best will make me impactful in the world around me by bringing the very deepest part of myself to bear in the, in the most effective of ways. I become a leader. And that transformation really fascinates me because it means that a holy person, a Christian who's striving for holiness and the non-believer who is simply trying to effectuate good change in the world will overlap. What they have in common is the humanity that drives their actions. What they differ from is the philosophy that's motivating them. But the business person who's rising to success, a soldier who's trying to effectuate a victory on the battlefield, the athlete who's pushing and disciplining themselves, all have a parallel with a Christian soul who is striving to live according to God's designs in the world. And what unites all four of those different types of person is that all four of them have their humanity fully deployed and in a responsible way that causes their lives to be impactful. The difference between everything else and a Christian's impact, however, is that a Christian's impact is the impact of God. And when we deploy our, our choices and our activities, whatever they might be, with the intentionality of a, of a Christian faith, God can use those activities to redound to his glory and to save souls. And so to put it briefly, it means that every leader, it has to be authentically human because every leader's acts have to flow according to the way that we function the best. And that when we lead, we become an instrument that God can use to make his impact in our world. Would you like to start your Thursday mornings with a scriptural leadership lesson? Join the St. John Leadership Network where Father Nathan hosts a 30-minute call at 6.30 a.m. in all four U.S. time zones. To learn more, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org member and join for free today. I think all of us know that Chinese proverb that says that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Well, in a very real way, the changes that we want to see in our, in our worlds, in our families, in our homes, in our health, in our personal development, they all need to begin by crossing a single inch. The inch that lies between me being passive in my life and me being a leader. I'm going to tell you a story that I, that where this first really struck home for me. It was the day I decided to follow Christ as a religious and I remember it very well. It was August 20th, 1998. I was standing at the Amtrak station in downtown Toledo and the train pulled up that would take me away from my home and from the life that I was living and my life would never be the same again. And I remember when that train pulled up, there was an iron step in front of me leading onto the train and there was a one inch gap between that train and the platform on which I was standing. And I knew that if I stayed on that platform, I could, what kind of life that I would have is the life that I'd been leading. It was a life that I understood in a city that I loved deeply. And that if I crossed that one inch, that train would whisk me away and my life would never be the same. 
And in a very real way, all the decisions and impacts that that my life has had as, as I've gone through the years were determined by whether or not I decided to cross that one inch. And that's why it's emblematic, because all of us recognize that if we stay where we are, we will be comfortable, but we won't be free. In order for us to be free, we need to take that risk of venturing into the unknown of tomorrow or take the risk of venturing from the comfort and the st of a static position that we enjoy now into the perhaps uncomfortable position of being an active person and an agent of change in our world around us. But I'm telling you, had I not crossed that inch, I'd be a different man. And crossing that inch, though full of discomforts and inconveniences, has also provided with me with the wild adventure called knowing who I am and discovering my true identity in God. And God wants us to cross those inches in our lives. He doesn't want us to stay in, in what's comfortable. And the proof of that is that when he was on, on the earth, he called us to follow him, to leave home and family, everything comfortable, and to follow him on a pathway that in the end would lead to the cross and through the cross to the resurrection from this earth to heaven. Our life is a journey. It's a motion. It's a series of choices. And the only mistake we can really make is to refuse to make any mistakes at all. The only real problem in our life, it comes from when we avoid having all problems by running away from life itself. And so if, on the other hand, if I follow Christ, I'm going to have to face all kinds of choices and decisions, all kinds of adventures that are going to come my way. God's going to call me to impact a world that will, will change me, modify me, where I have to grow. This is why when we have an infant, we baptize them when they're right, right when they're born. And when we baptize them, we anoint their heart with oil to make them strong in Jesus Christ. Strong for what? Strong to make decisions, to live out loud. Now in our Catholic tradition, there is a saint who did a lot of writing about the, the foundation of holiness that he calls human action. And, and he analyzes and gives us a map that's very helpful for us to structure our understanding of leadership. If, in other words, all leadership is about impact and influence, and all impact or influence comes from actions, then the basis of all leadership is human action. Well, St. Thomas Aquinas in the, the 13th century wrote a whole beautiful treatise on what a human action is made of that becomes a very valuable map for us to break down and let it teach and instruct us about what we need to improve on in our own lives. And Aquinas, of course, was just taking this from Aristotle, who himself was a genius from, you know, 300 years before Jesus Christ was even born. So what I'm going to tell you now is very ancient wisdom from the Western civilization. And it's a truth that's, that's profound and able to change us. Now, what I've done is boil Aquinas down into four essential questions. And every one of us answers those four essential questions in one way or another every time that we act. Right? The first question is, what do I want to do? The second question is, what's the best way to do it? The third question is, how can I do that given the circumstances that I have around me right now? And the fourth question is, how can I do it with other people and involve them in the process? And those four questions really encompass the, the basic framework of all forms of leadership. 
Since all leadership is a function of action, human action, and all human action can, is about solving those four questions, all the different things you hear about from leadership coaches left and right will boil itself down to a place within one of those four questions. And what we've done at the St. John Leadership Network is given each of those four a specific a title, right? To be able to know what we want to do, I need to develop the, the power of aspiration, being able to aspire to things. It starts with an A, right? If I want to know the best way to do it, I need to develop my skill of understanding, right? My ability to figure out how to make the right plan of action to carry things out. And then to actually get it done, it makes the vicissitudes and the obstacles that come my way. I need to develop drive, right? The ability to engage myself and then persevere to the end in the execution of the task at hand. And then finally, if I'm going to do it with other people and how to involve them, I need to develop my ability to engage others, right? If you take the first letter of those four areas, aspire, A, understand you, drive, D, and engage others, EO, you come up with the Latin word audeo, which literally means I dare. And so what we're doing here at the St. John Leadership Network is putting forth a philosophy of leadership called audeo, meaning that I dare, I dare to cross that one inch gap from being anonymous and complacent and comfortable into being significant and impactful, a disciple of Christ. And I, that one inch gap, it goes from inaction into action. And a Christian is a person of action who fills their action with their own sense of responsibility and the, their own creative freedom. And by so doing becomes the vehicle for God's impact and influence in our world today. And what each one of us needs to learn how to do is identify where we can grow within those four different spheres of questioning. Is, am I someone, in other words, who constantly is blocked by the idea that I can't really make a difference in the world? If so, well, I'm going to be filled with a spirit that keeps me from aspiration. And I know that there I need to pray and ask for God's help, right? I, I need to come up with ideas and desires in my heart or else I'm never going to act. Maybe some of us are, are fearful of making decisions. We, we can have many ideas, but when it comes to making choices, we always back away. There I can ask for God's help to be strengthened in my ability to make that plan. Drive is oftentimes a place where we fall because we get tired of pushing against the wall and constantly doing battle. But God is there as well. And then engaging others, that ability to create a community of understanding with those around us. By daring, by, by developing myself in any of those four spheres, I, I develop myself in the profound obedience to God who asks that I live for Him. He does not want me to be anonymous. He wants me to have a name. And my name is the love that I give back to Him through my action. Dare great things for Christ. Share your feedback with Father Nathan. Send us an email at info at stjohninstitute.org. That's info at stjohninstitute.org. And don't forget to subscribe to premium video content to form, unite, and inspire you at Eagle Eye Pro on our website, eagleeyeministries.org. That's eagleeyeministries.org.